Welcome to the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Last year in the Volta, we saw Zwift Academy winner Jay Vine come desperately close to a stage win. And this year, another Zwift Academy winner, Neve Bradbury, performed brilliantly at the Giro Donna, finishing 10th overall. Well, it's all about to kick off again. Registrations are open and the Zwift Academy starts on the 12th of September. Importantly, it's not just about elite riders chasing a pro contract. Anyone can take part. The Zwift Academy features six structured workouts over four weeks. And after you've graduated, Zwift will share workout and training recommendations based on your results. It's a great way to find your strengths and go further. So if you want to dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Now here's Christoph and Macca with the SBS Volta Espana podcast with Zwift. Yes, and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast and the excitement of the town of Martos. Uh, Maka, you saw this footage. Welcome to the, the podcast. Uh, you made a comment on Twitter. You said only cycling can give you this. And it's true. This was at the start of the town. And what happened is we saw the start and the start was a little U-shape and everyone started to run. I quickly understood why, but I started to run with them with my camera. And it I wasn't a zombie apocalypse. No, but it looked a bit like it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it is for you and me here. Um, yeah, I do. I love the vision, mate. And I loved because you you hear the chopper, you hear the, the crowd, and then you hear the, the, the sort of the whole momentum. And again, it takes you roadside, I think. And it's so true. It's so unique to our sport how people are suddenly scrambling to the side of the road or they're late or they're early or or whatever, but it's just such a unique thing of our sport. And I just – I never thought I'd, you know, 35 years later of, of being – and even and a few more years, to be honest, but going to bike races, I thought, you know, you'd get used to that excitement. But even for me, it's still um, – gives me goosebumps and and, yeah. and you know especially when it's a big race like the Vuelta it's something special and you know what was nice as well is there was I don't know if you saw in the footage in detail but there are a lot of families uh, there's mm. a few dads pushing the prams there's a guy with <laughs> a, a child on the top <laughs> kids running at the back and so many people got disappointed though I'm telling you because only a few made it right in time. And then after that, I heard a pretty much every Spanish swear word in the, in the land. <laughs> so you've learned, you've learned all the bad stuff. Um, I did, I did, I did, I did. <laughs> but, it's, but you know what you say? It, it, it's um, it, what you just said, I should say, it's a free sport. Exactly. Road cycling is a free sport. And, you know, we've got to hang on to that. We're, we're, we're trying to commercialise our sport more, I know, but... You know, it's a free sport roadside, and that's why don't we love it? We're seeing, like you say, dads pushing pushes, mums pushing pushes, kids, yeah. <laughs> the elderly, etc. It's it's so good. 
Yeah, and it's probably, and then we finish on this, but it's probably one of, if not the only sport that comes to the people. People don't go to a stadium to watch it. It comes to the back end of your street. And this is yeah. just a, why cycling is amazing. Okay, uh, let's go back and rewind a little bit about what happened in, uh, in, in the last few uh, kilometers of, uh, of last week. Uh, we've got an amazing winner. Arensman won the stage. Uh, first of all, I think we listen to him and then we debate about his victory on the Sierra Nevada. Diamond. When you crossed the line, it looks like it was hard for you to believe that you have won not only a stage of La Vuelta, but the Queen stage. Yeah, it's still really hard to believe. Like, it really has to sink in. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. Like, the Queen stage on the Vuelta, Sierra Nevada on altitude, everybody was talking about the stage. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, I didn't feel super good on the stage, but... Like, apparently the others felt their legs even more, so... And, yeah, when I was alone, I... With, yeah, the coach, Matt Winston, in the radio, like... I only kept thinking, like, I gotta push... Push the 400 watts, push above the 400 watts, and... It was enough, and, yeah, it's unbelievable. What do you think when you passed uh, Max Soler? When you became the race leader? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, it looked like he was waiting for me, but... Um, and I thought like, yeah, Mark Slayer is such a great rider and I don't know if I can take him on. Um, but then I accelerated on the steeper part and he cracked and then I was like, okay, everybody is really on the limit and I maybe have something left. So yeah, unbelievable. Well done. So as the, the winner of the stage, uh, Timon Arensman, uh, Maka, one thing I'd like to discuss with you is, is, is Arensman, it wasn't the first person that came to mind when we thought and we saw the uh, Sierra Nevada uh, route, sorry. But when we look at the, the form that he's carried through Grand Tours through the third week, he finished second in uh, somewhere in the third week in the Giro. He finished yep. third as well at, uh, at a stage of the Vuelta in the third week. Okay, they were all time trials, but top of the Sierra Nevada, this is a massive, massive performance for him. Yeah, he is he is quality. And I tell you what, I'll just I'll give Maddie Cannon a bit of kudos here because Maddie's been singing his praises for a bit. And um, you know, for me, well, he, it was probably the Giro, I guess, where he sort of really popped up for me. Um and he's 22 years of age, you know. So we we sort of get um not what well, we do, we get carried away, I guess, with all these young riders, rightly so. Like Pogacar, like well, Wout Van Aert, he's not super young anymore. He's not considered young, at least. Matthew Vanderpoel, the same. But the two Spaniards here, because they're riding high on GC. Aaronsman is only 22 years of age. This guy has it's got scary, a future. Yeah. yeah, he he is something special. And Maddie's been singing singing from the rafters about this guy. And I knew when he started to, I said, okay. I'll keep an eye on him, but mm -hmm. he's, he's like you just said, confirmation. It's pretty much we're on the brink of the third week. It's the coin stage. It's high altitude. Yeah, impressive. And, and he's won a stage at the Tour of Poland as well this year. So yeah. uh, that's only a second world stage win. You know, that's, that's uh, uh, crazy. But we say only. He's only 22 as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It seems that he's leaving Team DSM, though, at the end of the season. That's the, that's the, the, the noise we're hearing. And he may, 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 may be becoming a, a teammate for Luc Plapp next year at Ineos. I mean, how many good riders Ineos need? How many of them do they need? They're bloody greedy, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they got too much money. Um, jokes aside, 
you and I have talked about this and um, before, and I never used to think this, but I actually do believe there should be a cap on spending because the likes of Ineos, um, Yumbo Visma, um, there's one or two other teams that I'm not mentioning, um, mm. not, be, not because I don't want to, because I just can't remember them off the top of my head. They've got massive budgets, like massive. Yeah, they're and hammering for, the, 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 the... Yeah, and for, the, for you guys listening... Um, when you say, okay, how much, you know, so Bike Exchange, Jayco, operates on somewhere between 15 and 20 million euros per annum. Mm -hmm. uh, Ineos, for example, it is reported it's somewhere upwards of 50 million. Yeah. That's a pretty massive discrepancy. And Bike so, Exchange, they're not the poorest. They're not the poorest. Yeah, think, not about the poorest. The, exactly. they're, think about they're the actually, Wancy Gobert and Intermarché, yeah. this sort of guys, you know, what they're yeah, doing with it. I mean, the Bike budget Exchange, is... Jayco, four years ago was one of the, well, you know, they're in the, the bottom of the top spending teams, I, I guess you'd say. Now I'd actually say they're mid-range. Um, yeah. I think there needs to be a cap on spending. Um, yeah. You know, we it's don't a good wanna, point. We don't, don't want to put a dampener on Aaronsman's victory, but you mentioned <laughs> that, that he's possibly going to Ineos. But, yeah, it's – and good on him. Take, you know, take as much as you can get yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, it is yeah. an interesting discussion. What, what we know, what do we know about him as well in, in terms of the, the physiology is, uh, and, and Kino, kudos to Kino, he said this in a rest day ride uh, yesterday, he's, uh, he's, he's super tall, he's very tall and he's as tall as a certain Sir uh, Bradley Wiggins when he won the Grand Tour, which is apparently, I didn't know this stat, but uh, Bradley Wiggins is the tallest uh, winner of a Grand Tour ever, uh, he's as tall as him. Yeah. yeah, so it, it's quite rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit, this is completely opposite end of the scale, not in height, but certainly in build, Miguel Indurain. Big Mig, as we used to call him. So obviously, if that's true, he's, he must have been just slightly shorter than uh, Bradley Wiggins. But Mig, yeah. Big Mig, I think, won the tour at almost 80 kilograms, which is yeah. unheard of. And Kate, Kate actually made a very good point yesterday about Tom Dumoulin as well. Tom yeah. Dumoulin won the Grand Tour. He won the, he won the Grand Tour. And same height, uh, slightly bigger build, though. Yes, yeah, 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 and probably, sli yeah, slightly, uh, I'd say slightly lighter than uh, Miguel Indurain, but Aaronsman, mm -hmm. you're right, he fits into that mould and he's proving it. But you don't, you don't win, you don't win at Sierra Nevada, uh, yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter where you come from, in the break, yeah. the peloton, whatever, you do not win there if you can't climb. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've got a battle on our hands and we'll talk about this in the podcast today and not entirely sure you'd get some egg on your face, but uh, we'll see what, uh, what we can do for this. <laughs> like, uh, Roglic, performance from, uh, from Primoz Roglic yesterday. First of all, let's listen to him and then we'll come back and talk about this performance. Primoz, Primoz, another strong ride by you today. I, I think maybe some of us were wondering when were you going to go and did you purposely leave it until you did or what was your reading of that climb? Uh, oh yeah, uh, actually didn't really feel uh, good. But uh, yeah, at the end, uh, still managed to, to come through. And, uh, happy and uh, yeah, not, uh, happy that tomorrow is a rest day and then uh, after the next week. What was the, how did the altitude play effect? What was the wind like? And then how were you reading Remco there? Uh, uh, I guess here yeah, at the top I was feeling it. We had a, a bit and a really at the bottom. But uh, yeah, uh, it was hard, huh? it's, uh, it's a big plan. Primus, what was the plan you made this morning? Uh, yeah, doing the race, huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, I, I really didn't have the legs to do that. Uh, so yeah. 
15 seconds or 16 seconds you gain on Remco, do you still take a lot of confidence from that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still better to go against 60 than lose 60, no? And uh, yeah, I have to go with that uh, in the next week. Thanks very much. Thank you. So that was a uh, Primoz Roglic here. Uh, I just go back now when I were I watch uh, or hear an interview with Primoz Roglic. I've got this image what you put in my head about a cricketer. Is Bahers handballing the question? He's just, he's just, yeah, he, he's playing a test match and he's on yeah. day one and he's like, I'm not going out for nobody. <laughs> he's just blocking the ball. He's just blocking the ball. But um, 15 seconds gain on Remco Evanopo. Uh, we can debate this uh, and we have another week to debate this. Uh, is it a stink in the, in the armor for Remco or who was the winner on that stage? Mentally, based, do you, both yeah. of them? Uh, no, no. Based on the day before, he lost a lot more. Remco, this was a win for him. This was a win. Finishing atop Sierra Nevada, yes, he, he still lost time. But, wow, he's showing his fight and he's not. What he hasn't done now, and honestly, I sort of thought it would happen after he lost that minute 45 or whatever it was. Or Sorry, no, it was about 45 seconds. He's a minute 45 down, uh, is Roglic. I thought this, it will now turn into a capitulation. So I thought he'll lose two minutes. I think I said I wouldn't be surprised if he'd lost two minutes on Sierra Nevada. Well, he's reversed it. He's actually halved what he lost the day before. So, no, it's game on. Look, there's mm -hmm. four more summit finishes, Christoph. That's Renko's, yeah. that's his big obstacle. That's his problem. But so. is, it, is it an obstacle, though? Because if we look at uh, how he performed in the first week, and I know it's the first week, it's not the third week, yeah. but he was better than anybody else on lower altitude, on lower gradient. So that was more of his terrain. So was it this due at a better form at the time? Or is he better at this sort of conditions? No, uh, no. He, he basically, I'd say, yeah, look, at, at the moment, well, he's going to prove, he's, he's proving us wrong already, which is great. Well, not wrong, but he's proving. Well, he's proving he, you wrong. He's, he's proving he can ride a grand tour. Whether or not he can win it, we'll find out in a week and a bit. But, you know, before, before the Vuelta, he's a one-week stage racer and he's a legend at it and he's also a one-day rider. So that first week, you, you're spot on. It's because it's the first week. But Rog, remember, Roglic won that stage in the first week. So... Now, I still maintain that he's going to lose little bits here and there on these summit finishes. But whether or not he's going to lose the full minute 45, that is the beauty of it. Yeah. I think it's got us all second guessing. Like, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't capitulate uh, mm -hmm. up Sierra Nevada. So this is great. It makes the yeah. race good. And look, <laughs> the other side is Mus had a better day than all of them. Yep. So Mus is now putting himself closer to the frame. Um, and I'd I'd actually love to see Enrique Mas win. Um, he's been Do you know something? Something years. quite interesting came out uh, in the race they ride yesterday. Uh, yeah. Kino made that very good point. I just went, yeah, I've interviewed the uh, contador. Contador is telling us, you know, like I've been all 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 clever, smart. Contador is telling us it's a two men's race, you know, 50-50, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kino was like, yeah, well, contador is, you know, Mas is from the the, the contador tribe. It's co it's coming from the whole contador academy. So maybe contador is just handballing the pressure on both. Cool. and he's playing it cool you know what do you make of this maybe i mean jesus he's a cunning man he's a cunning fox isn't he um uh, contador if he's still playing the game with the media and he's not even racing anymore <laughs> not even in spanish in english well, as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly and he's not even in his native tongue no i think he 
Look, I think he was probably being honest, believing that. Based off Mus, remember he started the tour. I think he withdrew, didn't he, in the last week at some stage, yeah. but he was slightly injured, tired, etc. So realistically, not the best build-up, but it is his home race. He has performed well at the Vuelta before. But he's Mus is getting a sniff. He's getting a sniff of the overall mm-hmm. victory. And the longer he hangs in there, you can't rule him out either. You absolutely yep. cannot rule him out. So what we've got is a great final week ahead of us. That's, that's what's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's listen to the current leader of this race, the red jersey, Remco Evenepoel. Remco, yesterday you said uh, every stage has its story. It looks like a better story for you today. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, it's actually my first time... Uh, finishing so high so I think I did quite well um, yeah like uh, Jimbo did actually a really good race uh, my team as well the start was really hard again a bit of a strange breakaway um, yeah I still felt a bit the, the stiff muscles from the crash but uh, he's getting better every day so I'm really happy that it's a rest day tomorrow and that uh that I actually almost, uh, I mean, lost uh, almost nothing. So, uh, good day for us. And it looks like it will be a very interesting third week of La Vuelta. Yeah, but uh, as I said, with the crash, it was not so easy to, to, to handle with it. I mean, or to cope with it. Now, uh, the third week is, yeah, a bit of another story. The climbs are not super, super hard anymore. So, uh, I think... Uh, Yeah, yesterday I had a pretty shit day. Today was better, so uh, in the end I didn't... I almost lost no time. I had to do the whole climb. And then Primoz attacked me 2K to go. It's, uh, it's in his right, but I think I, uh, I managed very well. Thank you. Talk about playing it cool, you know. Uh, <laughs> Dropping the ace world, you know. I love him yeah, and yeah. saying... Yeah, like, yeah, well, Roglic attacked in the last 2K. That's easy, right? He does what he wants, you know, but I've yeah. lost nothing, you know? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's again, we're, we're sort of echoing ourselves from, I don't know, the, 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 since he's got the red jersey. He's showing his maturity. He, he's showing how level-headed he is. He's not panicked. He's not stressed. And he's showing, well, we know he's a real champion. We know he's a true champion, even at such a young age. But yeah. he's showing he's ready to... to um, fight for this red jersey for the finish, but fight mm-hmm. for it in the right way, in the smart way, rather than, you know, all guns blazing sort of thing. Do you know what happened in 1978? A lot of things happened, but you know what happened in mm, 1978? I think I do. The last Belgium to win a Grand Tour, the Giro 1978, the Mink. Yeah. Uh, do you think in Belgium today, they are with only are you know, five, six days away from the final stage in Madrid. What's the spirit today in Belgium? Are they gobbling the fritz and going... Well, <laughs> well you know what I think. You know, I, I don't know. Well, absolutely, it, it's starting to go bonkers. I actually think SBS should fund you and I to be up in Belgium for when, if and when he wins on the Sunday. Yeah, I uh, would say... I think the boss and is watching this show. And we could be gobbling on the fritz <laughs> and Belgian beer... Yeah, you look after the beers. I look after the fruits. Yeah, shall yeah. we do this? Uh, Let no, us know. Be, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be. They'll be getting, you know. I, I, I think I said it already, but I'd love to see Het Newsblad and you know 
the, the, the newspapers that cover cycling heavily in Belgium, yeah. to see what they're building up and the, and the sort of narrative that they're playing out, that he's going to win or will he win or he's not mm-hmm. going to win. Um, yeah, but if he does, it, that will be the headline, what yeah. you just said. What is it, 38 years, 39 years? Well, it's 1978, so it's 40 years, 44 years or whatever, <laughs> more than yeah, 40 for years a, anyway. For, for a country that, you know, is mad cycling, yeah. um, but have not produced too many Grand Tour winners, but they've produced no. arguably the best in the world at any, yeah. any Mercs. And, so, uh, and and I can only relate because the last Tour de France won by a French person is 1985. So it's it's, it's in this ballpark, you know. It's, it's in this growing, ballpark. Mate. It's getting but it's, no, but it's crazy when you think that Australia since then has won two Grand Tours, you know, and, <laughs> it's true. and, and one this year, and one this year. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It is. It, yeah, we are so. We are so spoiled, really, yeah. aren't we? And it, it, talking about this, right. let's talk about Ben O'Connor. Because uh, on the last stage in, on Sierra Nevada, I thought it was awesome. Let's listen to him. He had a great performance on the slopes of Sierra Nevada. Ben, I know you've just finished, mate, but congratulations. That was just an awesome, awesome performance. Yeah, I felt a lot better today. Just kind of down my alley, where it's not just a one-climb session, it's kind of all day. Well, it's not really all day, but uh, we made it hard, and that was good for me. So, yeah, happy to say. You, you actually sound uh, not that uh, in, in the depth, mate. You sound fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's just like with altitude, it's about controlling your effort and making sure you, you're never over your limit. Um, I was a bit worried to go with Lopez and Mass, and in the end, I didn't lose much. And I think we finished very fast, so hopefully, I got a good gap on some other guys. If you had a front row seat, you're riding so strongly, you had a front row seat there with Remco, Primos, what was going on, all those mind games, and then, then Rob goes, Primos goes. I mean, Remco had to ride, I didn't have to ride, I was 10th overall, so yeah, it's up to him, I sat there and just waited, and then uh, Primos went first, I was literally just about to jump, so uh, yeah, Primos beat me to it, and he rode full to the finish, and that was my max. What do you read from those guys? What's your reading? I mean, it's hard to say because I don't think we've got a stage like this till stage 20. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the final plays out. Even Ben O'Connor is, uh, is, uh, is wondering what could happen up to stage 20, which is basically the last stage before the, the procession in Madrid. But let's concentrate on Ben. Uh, he's in the top 10. Is had a rough year, let's say, the Tour de France, and and even this this Vuelta, maybe he's performing well, but maybe he thought he could do maybe a bit better, maybe a top five, but on Sierra Nevada, he was there with the best. Yeah, yeah, he. I'm I'm really happy. I was, I sort of predicted he would, but I it was, it was probably a bit of hope as well because you never know. Um, remember, I said he he stage win at the Tour a couple of years ago was high in the Alps uh, at fairly high altitude. Um, so I sort of thought, well, he, he feels like, it looks like he's coming back a bit. His legs are riding in. Um, so in theory, he should have a good day, but you do never know. Um, yeah, no, look, he's, yeah, I think he should be content with where he's at. Yes, he would, like you say, probably would have hoped to be a bit better, fight for the podium. Um, that's probably out of his reach, but still, yeah. um, like I said, there's still four summit finishes left. Um, and he's talking about stage 20, but... Gee, I think 18, 19 and 20 are pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some really tough racing and they're brutal because they're at the end of the third week. 
you know, and there's three more days or whatever now until then to, to, to that accumulation of fatigue. Um, yeah, so it's... What, it's what, I like though, what I like in what you just said as well is he was going to attack exactly when Primoz was going to attack. So yeah. that means in his leg is very fresh, but in his mind is really fresh. He had the perfect tactic. He had the Primoz Roglic tactic. This is what he was planning to do. Yeah, and he also had the stealth because he said, you know, I didn't have to ride. Remco's leading. I don't have to ride. I don't have to yeah. chase. I'm tenth. So, you know, you got to be pretty brutal with your with your rivals. Um, even if you know you might have something to gain, you've got to you've got to play the the bluff game, the chess game, and and he did that. So yeah, he's yeah. no, he, he's he's riding well. We should be happy with where he's yeah. at. I think too. Someone we should be happy as well is uh, is for Jevine. Uh, let's listen to him because uh, that was a stage for him, but he did did still pretty well. Jay, a nice day of racing in the mountains. Uh, you are fourth of the Queen stage of La Vuelta. Yeah, yeah, that's um, unexpected. I was uh, suffering a bit after I uh, went for the points. Um, had to bridge a pretty big gap to get her in front of uh, Lawson there. And yeah, I, the whole way out the climb, I was uh, telling myself that it's just, just one more K, you know, one more K, keeping the draft, one more K, one more K. and. Yeah, I'm used to the, the high altitude, you know, with Andorra. But uh, yeah, this is the highest I've ever been, you know. So yeah, it's pretty phenomenal to finish behind those those guys. Like it's yeah, it's so fun all day as well. Like it was just fast, always moving. Yeah, it was really good day. And now you have uh, 29 points of an advantage over Carapaz. It's a big gap. Yeah, yeah, it's a big gap. And uh, I think next week suits me a lot more with the uh, the uphill starts as well with some points in them. So, you know, I can target them a bit more. This week was very much a lottery on where you, how you got in. And the strongest guy has definitely gotten the moves uh, this week. So, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it was good to get get a bit of a buffer today, though. Like I said, I think I used a little bit too much uh, getting across to Lawson, but hey, it, it was it was it was pretty fun still. <laughs> Did you notice that Carapaz didn't show a big interest in the in the points? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't think he was uh, in it for the points today. I think he was trying to go into the stage, but. Uh, yeah, you don't want to let uh, let him get a sniff of it too much because, you know, if it's there, it's there. Yeah, it's true, actually. Javine <laughs> uh, here. Oh, yeah. uh, he's got his eyes well and truly on that jersey. And the, him and his team, they're going to do everything they can to bring that jersey because they know a Polkada jersey is important, Panka. It gets you on the podium on that final day, doesn't it? And I think, yeah, you're spot on. I think now his focus is switching not so much, you know. I think three days ago, when that when he sort of showed his disappointment in the interview, he really was hunting a third stage win, and he was disappointed that it didn't work out for him. I think now he's well and truly moved on from that, and now his focus is switched to that polka dots. If he gets another stage win along the way, fine, that's a bonus. But now the focus and the main goal between now and Madrid is the polka dots, and such should be. If I was if I was the sponsor or the team director, I'd be saying exactly that. The big goal is this, mate. 
if you get a stage win, if it happens, it happens. But we're not chasing a stage win. We're chasing the points. Yeah, it's almost like a stage win, mate. You got two. You already got two t-shirts, but there's a bigger shirt to get. There's a bigger yeah, shirt at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and it's that you know, and it's that for the sponsors too. It's that 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 promotional photo in yeah. Madrid on the podium with the red jersey, with the green jersey, all together. Then you on your own getting presented. You know, it's it's the same for the Giro and of course the Tour de France. We know on the Champs Elysees those beautiful shots mm -hmm. that get beamed around the world. That's actually now more important than another win. Can you, can you imagine and pinch yourself, but we are looking down at the barrel of having a back-to-back -back king of the mountains in the Vuelta. Would you, would you believe this 20 years ago when we look at the generation, back-to-back -back winners at the Vuelta? Mate? And so far, he's replicating to the T, pretty much, um, of Michael Storer. Storer. Two, two stage wins and the polka dots. Yeah, you're, you're spot on, mate, and it's and it's good you bring it up because it's too easy to fluff over it. We've talked about it already, but on this, I've banged about it. I haven't talked about. It. I've banged about it. Yeah, yeah, it's no, nah, it's huge, and let's not forget Simon Clark, who's the other yeah. the other winner um, of the polka dots as well. So now we've got this love affair with with the Vuelta, that's for sure, um, and. You know, it's almost a bit of a, breed, a breeding ground for some of our young Aussies. You know, Michael mm -hmm. Storer, Jay Vine, you know, um, he's a bit older, but he's he's young in terms of his pro career. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty back cool. Let's hope it shines a bit more of a spotlight for other yeah. Aussies on this race because <laughs> yeah. it is a great race. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in the race they ride, actually, yesterday, we, we talked about uh, this generation of, of Australian riders and, But there's nothing to be ashamed now about you know, the volume of Aussies at every single level of this Vuelta. We talked about it at the beginning of the Vuelta before it started, but now we're two weeks in. They have delivered three stage wins for Australia. Uh, I don't think there are many countries that are... You know, France is dreaming of one stage win, mm. you know, <laughs> let alone three. Uh, this is massive. It's already massive and we're only on week two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, we started with a healthy number, 16 starters, I think it was. So we were probably always destined to get something, but, you know, we can say that because, like you say, we know the talent that's lining up. You know, we, we were earmarking Caden Groves as he was. He was earmarking stage wins. You know, we were sort of probably on the quietly, on the quiet side, we we're probably thinking Jay Vine could do something. Yeah. He had a good tour of Turkey, mm -hmm. remember, in the build-up. A few other riders as well who haven't, delivered yet and when I say haven't delivered they haven't delivered a stage win or, or something so like you say it can still happen in this final week yeah absolutely okay before we talk about a, a slight comment from a Remco uh, you wanted to bring this up because this was very close yesterday Maka <laughs> save of the day yeah. <laughs> save of the day not bad is it yeah we're going to see a slow mention here but uh, slow mention of it and uh It's it's Tiberi, but look at yeah. how the bike handling. This is why you are a professional rider. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's there's about one millimeter of lycra between him and <laughs> yeah, and the ambulance. <laughs> pretty pretty <laughs> good chunk of skin off, or he's off into the bushes there, and who knows yeah. what awaits him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that definitely is save of the day. Um, yeah, absolutely. Is it save of the Walter, possibly. Yeah. Do you think the heartbeat just went? <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Own. You do. Yeah. I've, I mean, I'll only speak for myself, but I'm sure all pro riders who've had that, those close calls, uh, especially on hairpin turns on, on, uh, 
on descents yeah. at, at where you almost completely overshoot it. Um, remember the Phil Gilbert one in the tour when he broke his kneecap? Mm. Yeah, he didn't yeah. have a chance. He, you know, he he completely no. overcooked it, and there was there was no hope. And um, yeah, and remember that he found out he had a kneecap broken at the end of the stage because he rolled yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, he's going to finish the stage. Um, okay. Yeah, but crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well done, Tibetty. Yeah, uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's have a look at the the GC, the general classification. This is how it stands as the stage will start uh, today. I think for the, the 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 new stage from from this new week, uh, we've got a minute. Do you like what I've done? The little magnifying glass. Yeah, you know, it's quite good. Wow. I'm getting better with my computer. Uh, yeah, it's, it costs a bit of brain cells. <laughs> uh, but a minute 34 to Primoz Roglic and 2.01 to Henrik Mass. Uh, I'm not going to ask you that question, say, is it going to be enough or not? Because we don't know. But what we know is that we have a race on our hands. We have a massive And well, what I will say is both, all three of them can win it. Mm -hmm. All three can win it with, what are we, six days to go. So yeah. this is a monster third week. And I think I actually, of the, the Walters that I've worked on and covered on the ground and back here, I think this, and, and whether or not the gaps were less, this to me is shaping up as the tightest battle that we've seen for quite some time um, yeah. in this race, in the Volta. So It's funny because we sort of knew from the beginning it was going to be an amazing Volta. Uh, Volta, yeah. we all kept on saying, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I'm here in Spain is because yes. the Aussie contingency, because we sort of felt something could happen. So I'm, I'm here just in case something more happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but this Volta has already delivered a thrilling two weeks and it's not even started in the, the suspense. You know, it hasn't yeah. even started. Yeah, 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 it's true. And, and because of because of what awaits them now, um, you know, from here to, to Madrid, yeah. it's it's got a little bit of everything, and and that's what's exciting about it. So yeah, yeah, no, it's it's. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to let's listen to this comment from uh, which I isolated from uh, from Renko and Vonepoel. This race is not over yet, of course, 1.30 on Rolex, a little bit of two minutes on uh, Moss. Who do you think is your biggest competitor right now, seeing Moss today? Uh, it's definitely not over, but uh, it's definitely better to be one minute and a half in advance than behind. So, uh, also, the climbs are getting less and less hard uh, next week, so this uh, dream will be important. Uh, but I think the heat will be still uh, the competitor, but uh, yeah. Two days to recover and then uh, three days, or no, let's say four days, uh, all in. Um, but I heard that Matt Peterson wants to control stage 19 as well, to try for a sprint again. So uh, that would be a good day in between all the mountains. So he's being very analytical of, mm. of what's ahead of him, okay? He, he says knows. three days, he knows. There's four days with one where Matt Spedersen wants to go for the win. So that's already a sprint and a fast stage that he should not lose too much time. He knows between him and that red jersey in Madrid, there's three big days. And he's got the mental uh, positivity in his brain at a minute, Maka. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's only the legs that'll falter him. It'll be the body that'll falter him, not the mind. Not probably not his tactical nous. It, it will purely be physical. Yeah, I, I'm convinced of that. That's right. You can process of elimination. You know, how is he going to win or lose this race? Well, he'll only lose it because his body can't can't commit for the full three week journey at at mm -hmm. the very best level. Um, every every other aspect he's got, he's 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 there. So, 
And that's what I'm loving about this battle, actually. Yeah. You know, he's not capitulating mentally at all. He's, mm -hmm. he's focused. There is so much to play for, uh, not necessarily on the stage tonight. If I look at, mm. uh, at, at the, the route here, Maka, you're, you're calling this one. That should be an interesting stage, but not for the GC. No, it's a, it's a day for the sprinters. Yeah, look, 2017, Matteo Trentin won here, and I'm pretty sure it's a very similar run in. Slight uphill at the finish, as you can see, those little bumps. I don't think the bump before that final one is anything that we'll see a late attack, maybe, but it won't be a late attack from GC, guys. It will be, you know, an opportunist rider who, who tries to launch away and, and, and get that win. But um, day for the sprinters, yeah, probably suits Mads Pedersen the best. Um, and then they're back into the mountains. So but this yep. will be a good day. It's just on the outskirts, by the way, basically an outer suburb, if you like, of Sevilla. Or Seville, if how we say mm -hmm. it in English. Beautiful city, um, sort of across the country, more from Granada. Across, when I say cross uh, west, yeah. it is a beautiful part of the world, mate. Um, some beautiful restaurants in this city. So they finished just outside, 189 kilometres, and it will be hot again. Yeah, it's filthy humidity. It's not so much the hot. It's reason yeah, why we're doing this podcast. This is reason why we're doing this podcast inside today is because I cannot handle the sweat outside. Still, it's just sweating. impossible, <laughs> and I'm still sweating inside with air conditioning. So it's. Uh, I pass you the details, but this this yeah. is not the best weather for someone like me. That's for sure. Yeah, it's been a hot summer. It has been a hot summer. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Maka, and uh, we'll see you uh, same place, same yeah, time. Any you. any more news? Yeah. Yeah, one more, one more big ah, news, yeah. mate. Yes, yes, one more big one. This is one we're going to mention. Cam Meyer, I've just seen, has announced his retirement yeah. at the age of 34. Uh, I'm not sure. He didn't In his post, he didn't say retiring immediately, but he didn't say he's going till the end of the season. So I'm not sure if this is it right now. Um, absolute legend. He rode 10 Grand Tours. He won... 12 track world championships. Yeah, 12 track crazy. world championships. Let that sink in. Two stages of Tour de Suisse. He, of course, rode the Tour de France. He rode the Giro d'Italia. He won stages of both of those as part of a team's time trial. Um, he won two national road championships. Yeah. For me, I've got to say, I've watched him race a lot, uh, covered him, interviewed him, as you have seen him race. His world championship, believe it or not, on the track in 2012 in Melbourne, he won the points race there, is mm -hmm. one of the most phenomenal rides I've ever seen by any athlete anywhere okay. ever. Um, probably the best track win I've seen, period. And his road national championship, his last one that he just won, was yeah. out of the box, wasn't it? Yeah, he, yeah. He's I a was phenomenal there, athlete. There. Yeah, and he's a damn good guy. He's been such a... Good person to interview over the years. So, Cam Meyer, if you're watching, mate, yeah. all the best for the second part of your career. Chapeau. He's staying in cycling, I believe, Christoph. Okay. So, I think we better get him on the pod. Yeah, maybe. we should. Know, before Christmas, we should get Have him. Have you got his number? Have <laughs> his number? I'll chase him. I will <laughs> chase him down big time. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, and if you're watching this, uh, Cam, because uh, everyone is watching this show anyway, yeah. uh, contact us. Uh, we like get our people, talk to your people, and then we make yeah. this happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're pretty <laughs> Thank busy, you, though, mate. So just leave yeah. a message if we're yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Maka. And uh, we'll, you. See you, we'll see you again, uh, same place, same time tomorrow. Will do. Cheers. See you then. Thanks for listening to the SPS Falter Espana podcast with Zwift. 
After five weeks on the road at the tour and no riding, I'm seriously playing some fitness catch-up with Walter Inspiration. To help with my motivation, I've set myself a target of finding a team and getting involved with the Zwift Racing League. Round one starts on the 13th of September and goes to the 18th of October. One race per week for six weeks. Whether you're just starting out on your fitness journey or like me getting back into things, or you're a six watts per kilo monster, you'll find a level of racing to suit. So if you're up for the fun cycling challenge, dive in and start riding with a free seven day trial at Zwift.com and find your ZRL team or register if you're all ready to go by Sunday the 11th of September. Hopefully I'll see you on the start line soon. Ride on.